Hello and welcome to I Got That One, a University Challenge Appreciation Podcast presented by me, Tom, and me, Yvonne. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you come in. Please, take a seat. Are you talking to me? No, to our audience, obviously. Oh, all right. Oh, hi, audience. Yeah, of course you're not welcome here. <laughs> you exist there already. Well, I'd like to see you do the show without me, Tom. That's not what I imply with that. <laughs> anyway, hello there and welcome to the final of the first round uh, team-ups. Mm-hmm. This time we have another Oxbridge lineup. Yep, We've so had quite a few of them this time around. Yeah, quite a number. So this time it was Maudlin Cambridge versus University of Oxford. Interesting because I went to the namesake, uh, well, I applied to the namesake in Oxford for uh, Maudlin. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's quite nice. Go Big Deer Park. Yeah, I didn't think it would be spelled like that. It's spelled differently between the two places, oh. I guess, to uh, differentiate. I think there's two Downings as well. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they were founded, what, 80 years apart? So. Yeah, and also the first um, Oxford College that doesn't really have a name, is this called University College? Yes, actually there used to be University College in Cambridge as well. It got renamed, uh, We had they appeared earlier on in the, the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, this is not an Oxford uh, trivia show. This is a University Challenge Appreciation Podcast. Yeah, and today's episode, I have to say, was heart-thumping. It was very exciting to watch. And it was also probably the most frustrating match this uh, season. Equal parts entertaining, frustrating, exciting, everything. Exactly. Well, um, Paxman set the stage by saying um, that the stakes are very high this time around. With you know, we now know what score you need to get to guarantee qualification mm-hmm. in uh, the best losers round, yeah, which is 145 points, mm-hmm. which seems like a lot, but we've seen quite a few teams get near that, yeah. So, I don't know, it definitely was up for grabs. So, let's start with looking at the teams yeah. now. They started with Maudlin, average age of 30, mm-hmm. but it looks like it was mostly a young team. I think it was, um, mainly Payne at the end who, yeah, um, bringing up the, the average age. Yes. So, yeah, Byrne doing mathematics, Davies uh, from Kansas in the U.S. doing history, Lawson, the captain, doing medicine, and Payne doing theology for ministry. Which is a very specific way of putting it. Yeah, I figure it is to is studying to become an ordained minister, which I thought that you could only do in the Catholic Church, but I guess you can get a degree for it as well. I think for the Catholic Church, you have to go to a specialist uh, institution yeah, to get know. your qualifications. Okay. Whereas I think for uh, the Anglican Church, it's mm. a bit more open. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Who knows? Um, Payne, if you're listening, please do explain the differences <laughs> if you are into that kind of thing. Yeah, and so on the other side, we had uh, University College Oxford. Much younger team this time. Average now, age of 20. Which is among the youngest this competition. Yes. I'm trying to think, was there anyone who's younger than 20? I think Imperial was about 19. Yes, you're mm. right. Yeah, they were you know very, very young team. Yeah. So we had Pite doing classics, mm-hmm. Crompton doing chemistry, Sheng, the captain uh, from Australia, doing history and politics, and McDermott doing PPE, which Although, is a bit of a confusing introduction on her part. Yeah, she stumbled over it a little bit, I guess because you forget which one goes first. Yeah, is it politics, philosophy and economics, or philosophy, politics and economics? I completely understandable. Exactly. Also, apparently this is where Clinton did not inhale. Yeah. Which is, ooh, that's a very dated reference at this point yeah, from exactly. uh, Paxman. Yeah. Oh, also, well. I just want to point, uh, the mascots, very similar. So Yes, two little teddy bears. Yeah, although Morden wins it because they have little horns on there, oh, uh, there which so, I thought was adorable. So it's not a bear then? I guess it's a bear. Maybe mm. it's a bear with a little fairy headband. Yeah, and I also want to talk about how um, Paxman, so he, he talked about how already university students can start applying for next 
um, series and he said come on if you think you're hard enough which I think was such a funny way of putting it yeah I love it when they use kind of these serious athletics fighting analogies for a university uh, trivia competition yeah it does sound a bit odd coming from <laughs> you know a very well read man in his I assume 60s yeah no it's amazing I love it yeah it was so fantastic funny. okay and getting into the round uh, the match itself so it was Pite who buzzed first yes and it was you know Quite Correct. a good, strong first buzz. Yeah. They didn't do super amazing with the follow-up, which mm. was an interesting round, I would say. The question? Yes, because mm. it was passages from older books where the missing word is one of the words from the titles of the Harry Potter books. Yeah, I think they got two... One. No, one out of three, right? Which and is one more of than them, I did, actually. Yeah, one of them was very funny because the quote went, a man who goes home to mend himself and others, and they thought it was prisoner... I mean, Which, if, if you think about it, why would a man who goes home to mend himself and others be a prisoner? The idea of a man at home sounds like being a prisoner. I mean, you could read a very misogynistic take into that <laughs> answer. Yeah, It could also be, you know, when you go home and you're trying to, you know, face up to your sins and rebuild yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah, You're a yeah. prisoner of your own mind kind of thing. So it's it could work yeah. politically. I well, suppose. the uh, correct answer was philosophy. Yeah, I mean, it's better than answering hallows for order. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That was an interesting uh, take. Yeah. Then the problems didn't necessarily start, but you could see mm. the cracks start to appear when Pite again buzzed yeah. in very quickly and got his first... Notice I said first incorrect buzzing incorrect interruption yes so unfortunately there were quite a few of those that was an understatement Mm. i think this is the most incorrect interruptions i've seen of any matchup any matchup definitely so uh pite actually had three incorrect interruptions losing 15 points for the team bad enough in of itself but then Crompton also buzzed in twice incorrectly. Yeah, losing and, 10 points. So yes, and on top of that, Lawson from Morden also incorrectly interrupted twice. Yeah. A grand total of 35 points lost yep. on both teams. Which is enormous. Enormous yes. at this uh, this stage when it actually cut very, very close for University College Oxford. Yes, and you could definitely see the frustration starting to build in Sheng. Yeah. Because there's very little you can do. I mean, it's bad enough when you have a strong team to face. Mm. But when it's your own teammates who... Okay, I think we should you know pull back slightly. Um, it's a very nerve-wracking thing to do on TV, especially when you're very young. And it could be for many reasons why people buzz in uh, a bit too early. Mm. It could be that, you know, you're very confident. Oh, this must be because you've had these kind of questions before, but you don't listen to all of the information. It could be nervousness because, you know, you are, there's kind of a pressure from the other team to get in yeah, there first. Yeah, I think that part of it might also be, you know, not only are you trying to think of the answer to the question, but you're also thinking about when the other team is going to buzz in. Mm. So you, you just act on it and you think, maybe I just take a risk, you never know. But then sometimes there is such a thing as overdoing it and that's what we saw this time. Yeah, and I think it didn't help that Burn on the other team, he buzzed in when Paxman barely muttered five words. Oh yeah, yeah. And got yeah. it right. Mm. That was I can't imagine he knew exactly what the question was going to be. There's no way. There were too many possibilities. one hell of an educated guess. Yeah, so very lucky. Very lucky, that one. Yeah, I didn't even begin to process the question by the time he answered it. Yeah, my, my heart was thumping at that point. Phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal work. And I guess uh, Pike tried to beat that with only four words. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, what really struck out was um, we noticed that uh, Sheng uh, was on Twitter uh, for this yeah. episode. And it turns out that the question 
that Pites uh, incorrectly buzzed in. The question on Maya Angelou. On Maya Angelou. Mm. Someone else from the team would have got that if Pai had just waited a little bit longer. Yeah, I think Sheng himself would have gotten I think he knew the answer yeah. to that question. Especially since it was passed over to Maudlin and no none one buzzed of in. Them, none of them got in. So, you know, a bit of an unfortunate callback to the match uh, with Warwick where none of the team got any of the Black BAFTA winners, correct? Yeah, so mm. uh, this just goes to show that, you know, when we do harp on that there only seems to be white dudes being part of this team is not just some arbitrary call for diversity it does actually it does actually help. have a bearing on knowledge yeah because yeah. you grow up with different cultural aspects you mm. know a bit more it just nothing but helps your team to have different yeah, points of view and when you're all kind of on the same background you have the same blind spots as well so it's, it's really a weakness yeah and I really hope that some teams look at this and take a step back and think we need to rethink how we do our team selection yeah yeah well anyway that's a topic for another time yes we'll go into this at length I think during the Christmas break but for now mm. uh, let's get back to um, yeah the questions were there any questions in particular which you really enjoyed? Well, I enjoyed the the first question on, on Harry Potter books because being a Harry Potter fan myself... Um, now, you are a fan of the books, correct? Of the, of the books. J.K. Rowling controversy aside, yeah. just of the books. I just want to say, emphatically, J.K. Rowling can go get in the sea all right. with all the turfs. All right. Well, another of the questions that I liked was on translating German language titles. Mm. So the trial by Franz Kafka and so on. I think um, translating questions are quite fun because I'm a fan of of languages and so it's fun to interpret and translate it in my head um, even if I don't know the language super well it's very nice to find common root words they share with English for instance and you can tell that they're not one for one translations either yeah. because I mm. think the literal translation of the trial in German is the process yeah because it was more about you know the entire thing going through you know literally the Kafkaesque nightmare of yeah. going through the court system of yeah this hellish nightmare that Kafka came up with. Yeah, and I have to say, Sheng actually did very well on this. He got all of the, the answers correct. That was actually Pites also contributed a lot mm. in that round. There's another question on, um, so words in French that had the same three letters. Discounting think, accents. Yeah, so Sheng also got the answer to that, right? So it makes me feel like he's a bit of a multilinguist. I think so, he's definitely a man of culture mm. because the way he was bobbing and weaving to the music from the music round, yeah. you can tell this is a man who appreciates a great deal in life. Yeah. Also, he seems like a really fun guy to be around. Yeah, yeah. And he was like an amazing captain. He was very good, definitely. Uh, he was decisive. He kept people together. Mm-hmm. He uh, steered the conversation when they were conferring very well. Yeah. I feel like he was definitely more directed than Lawson. Mm. Not that Lawson did a bad job, but I feel like Lawson was a bit more hesitant, kind of like... Um, yeah, so uh, you could tell you could tell because um, Maudlin actually took a very long time to get the bonuses. So uh, Paxman had to push them a couple of times. He did so, several times. Yeah. Especially in the second picture round, which was classic uh, movie poster designs. Mm. They definitely uh, struggled a bit. Yeah. Definitely seemed to uh, want to answer Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> yeah, even when... Uh, uh, especially on the third question, where it was very obviously not that. Yes, they're young and they're in love and they kill people. So, <laughs> I mean, that could be an interpretation of that movie, but that would have been very avant-garde for a 60s yeah, movie. Yeah, there's already enough clues, I think, as to what this was, which was Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, yeah, and very much Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. That Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid <laughs> would be a very different movie if that was yeah. a tagline. And so did you like any other questions? I like the one about uh, historic items beginning with the letter H. Oh. That was kind yeah. of fun. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't necessarily, you know, mm. the same 
context yeah but it kind of dotted around and it really made you think mm. and if, i always like history questions they're always a lot of fun to listen to mm. so uh, that was good and again um that's where university did very well yeah and i think this is where the frustration really comes in yes because were it not for the 25 dropped points mm. Mm. they would have qualified for the best losers for sure for sure you can definitely tell at the end that, uh, I mean, Zhang was definitely still smiling and definitely doesn't seem to... But you to could have... tell he was very frustrated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously... I felt bad. You know, this is just a friendly competition. Mm. But, you know, but you can feel the competition starting, especially yeah. when you know you have the answers. Yeah. And even if it's, you know, not super high stakes, mm. I mean, technically it is, but it's not like you're winning for money or anything yeah but you know it is something that you you join because you have a passion for it and then to be let down I through think, no fault of your own yeah quite in this way I think it can be uh, pretty frustrating um, another thing unfortunately uh, Crompton being a chemist was unable to get any of the chemistry bonuses yes as mm. it's not the first time we've had that we had yeah. the uh, physics uh, major astrophysicist yes from Leicester yes who uh, struck out on all the physics questions, yeah. just physics in general. Oh, the astronomy as well. questions also. I think that yeah, we've talked about this before. Sometimes yeah. when you are specialized in something, you maybe the stakes personally for you are a bit higher, so you think a little bit more, or there are more possibilities for correct answers in your head. So there's a very good chance you get get the answer wrong too. And also, you know, we shouldn't assume that just because you are studying that field that you know everything about it. Mm, it I could mean, be a blind spot. Yeah, it is a reasonable expectation, but, you know, as we've seen, um, not 100%. Um, unfortunately, McDermott as well from university, I didn't think she was super active in conferring. She wasn't. I mean, yeah, she, she did get one sort of question correct, which was great. At the very end. Yeah. Better late than never. Yeah. So I think, you know, overall... Um, Sheng was a very good captain, a very good player in his own right, but I think the team overall was just not strong enough. I think they definitely, if not for all those incorrect interruptions, they could have definitely won or even made it to best losers. But I don't know if um, as a whole, the, the team as a whole had what it takes to um, get it, make it far. I'm not sure I completely agree. I think that actually they had the makings of what would have been a really good team. Okay. It's just that whether it's nerves or overconfidence, mm. uh, they uh, shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't want to, you know, seem like I'm being overly critical or, you know, punching down. Yeah. That's the truth of the matter. Sometimes mm. that happens mm. and it doesn't mean that you're bad at this competition or that, you know, you're a terrible person. It happens and, you know, you just have to learn from it. And I mm. think it's a good experience for... Not just, you know, that team, but anyone watching who wants to take part there later yeah, on in life. Yeah. You need to find that balance. Like, you can't wait mm, too long. Yeah. But at the same time, don't go in half-cocked. Yeah, take risks, but not not all the time, you it, know. It's calculated risks. Yeah. And <laughs> if it's stuff, when, when asking about a book or a passage, wait until he asks who wrote it or what book it is, it, yeah. when it was published, where was it published. Yeah, there's just so many pathways. For yeah, questions. because those question writers are very insidious and they like to twist <laughs> at the very last second to yeah, catch you off guard yeah by contrast uh the modern team seemed very much at ease mm-hmm. like davis especially looked like he was having a time of his life <laughs> yeah he was i think he uh, buzzed in on one side of question yes yeah. and it was one where he looked around to make sure that he wasn't crazy <laughs> yeah uh, i was thought house five yeah because it was the one that uh bites 
incorrectly buzzed in yeah. one of the ones that he buzzed yeah. in incorrectly so he buzzed in with Kurt Vonnegut but of course the question was asking for the title and not the writer but then no one else answered and he's just like uh, uh, am I the only one like, <laughs> yeah because it was quite obvious right yeah mm. it's the kind of thing where you know it so so surely but then no one else gets it and he's like there must be something I'm missing at this point yeah like self doubt well uh, that's enough of uh, picking apart the teams mm-hmm. I think uh, it's time to move on to the segment of course we've all been waiting for oh yes the best dress round mm-hmm. now who did you pick well I quite liked Payne because she had a very nice elegant red blouse with a pearl necklace that's definitely a classic look yeah. that's been I think the kind of the love interest in TV and movie style for about 50 years yeah and also featured on a, a very nice Instagram account called University Challenge Couture I really love that Instagram yeah my personal pick actually is uh, Sheng oh I think that uh, his cable knit sweater was absolutely lovely yeah it was and you could see the little hint of pink shirt underneath yeah quite yeah. a nice combination yeah everything about that man is just <laughs> What a wonderful individual. And yeah, I liked him a lot. A real shame that we're not going to see more of him. Yeah. Kind of like how I was really taken by Van Soost and unfortunately... <laughs> the reappearance of Van Soost in our podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so unfortunately, Bamba Gascoigne's uh, younger clone will not be joining us for the competition. Oh, yeah. So at the end of all 14 uh, first round teams, who do you think stands out the most still in your memory? Well, I keep thinking back to Birkbeck because they were the highest scoring this um, of all 14 matches so far. Yeah, Birkbeck were really impressive, but mm. so was St. Andrews. Yeah. Of course, I'm a little biased here, but I thought that Manchester were very strong. Yes. But we have to remember, you know, Glasgow were very good. Yeah. Durham uh, were pretty strong mm-hmm. as well. Warwick, St. John's, Open, very good teams. Fantastic teams. Mm. Lineker were also amazing. Yes, yes. Uh, even though they did lose. Uh, Imperial. Well, they're coming back. They're going to see Lindsay um, again. Edinburgh were surprisingly strong as well. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, the best losers playoffs, to be honest. I am. So the, ne- uh, the next two weeks are going to be face-off between the top four losers. Yes. And then after that, I suspect it will be the Christmas break. Yeah. And then after that, we'll have the second round where mm. I think at this point, the Corona situation must have caught up with filming. I Yeah. I mean, because they, they did restart filming about a month ago, right? That um, was for, I think, something, another part, surely. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know what the filming schedule is like for yeah. um, mm-hmm. this whole thing. But I can't wait to see that. Yeah, and so um, if you have any predictions, any interesting thoughts or statistics you'd like to share, please do get in touch with us. We're on Instagram and on Twitter as I got that one. Indeed, we also have our email, ictopodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so that's igtopodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, otherwise, you know, you can find us at all your usual places. We're now on TuneIn Radio, which mm, is a oh, fun little addition. Nice. So we're just slowly spreading everywhere around <laughs> the globe. Yes, yeah, spreading that university challenge cheer. Absolutely. So please share the love, tell a friend, tell a family member, <laughs> tell your fellow students. There has to be some of you that are as nerdly into this show as we are. Yeah, and if there's anything else about the show that you'd like to hear, because we are thinking of doing a few special episodes around Christmas break. To fill the void in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And no, the celebrity version does not count. Yeah, so if you've got any you know, interesting things you'd like us to cover, please do let us know as well. Indeed, but uh, until next week, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.